We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. New world order. New world order. This is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this world around us. A new world order. A world where the United Nations is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders. Nevertheless, the United States is in a key position to shape this so that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order. The first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, a new world order was created. Documenting the crisis of our republic. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Waging war on the new world order. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. This is Govern America with Darren Weeks and Vicki Davis. From FEMA regions 5 and 10, ready or not, here we come. This is Govern America. It's the 16th of September 2023. Nice to have you with us once again. Seems like we just did this a few days ago. But here we are again. Hey, good morning, Vicky. Good morning. Yeah, you were just telling me before we came on the air today that you're uh, watching some stuff, a myriad of things, including uh, something about Ken Paxton. You want to explain? First of all, explain who Ken Paxton is. Yeah, Ken Paxton is the attorney general in Texas. And for the last week and a half, um, Ken Paxton has been on trial in the um, Texas House of, I guess it's the House of Representatives. I'm not sure if it's the the House or the Senate, but he's been on trial for impeachment. And so um, each side has been presenting it, its case in this impeachment trial. And uh, the issue is about how Ken Paxton treated a businessman named Nate Paul. Nate Paul. He was an economic developer. And it, the details of what they're talking about uh, is complex, and they haven't really gotten into the, the details of what the issues were that led to Ken Paxton um, becoming involved with Nate Paul. But the the entire episode, the impeachment, the uh, corruption in government, the, the issues dealing with real estate and a developer and a foundation that's all involved is like a case study in corruption of government and um, 
how the administrative state circles the wagons to protect itself uh, from an outsider, Ken Paxton, uh, who comes in and um, tries to do something different than than what the the administrative state thinks he should. Hmm. Um, it, it's really it, it, it's fascinating on um, many levels, but it's very painful to listen to. You know because the it, it, they're all lawyers. You know in in this impeachment case and and the issue is about the state attorney general's office which is about lawyers and law and all of that so yeah so it's rather painful to listen to but there was one really interesting thing that came out this uh nate paul apparently um was a young guy who got into economic development, and I'm not sure when, but since it's Austin, I assume that it was at the beginning of community economic development, which was a uh, program of the Clinton administration for building, quote, community. Mm. And uh, the feds funnel a lot of money into communities for economic development but at one point they mentioned one thing that i would really like to know a lot more about and that is that the police pension fund uh uh, i guess this nate paul got involved with economic development using police pension fund money interesting which you know uh, the way things have evolved in our uh, country, we see how pension funds, um, well, BlackRock, for example, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, who is it, Larry Fink? He's yes. the one that, he's managing pension fund money. Right. Right, and, and using it against us. So, yeah, so it, it, it looks to me like there may well, you know that image of the snake eating its tail. Mm-hmm. I think when they reorganized our government, rather than um, being conscious of conflicts of interest, they reorganized things so that the conflicts of interest merge and become a singular conflict of interest against everybody else I, I i don't know if that makes sense to you or not but um it uh everything has been turned in our country in such a way to empower encourage and facilitate corruption absolutely that's why we're, that's why we're awash in corruption on every single level yeah and and when i Think about what you just said with regard to the snake e- eating its own tail and BlackRock. And it, I wonder sometimes, because, you know, back when my parents were young, and even when I was young, uh, seems like a lot of people didn't. I mean, there were retirement plans and things like that, but 
I don't know. What, what did people do for retirement? Because quite honestly, I, I mean, I think a lot of people had to save for their own retirement. I don't recall 401ks being a thing back then. So uh, uh, They weren't. That, that was a relatively a re- new. Right. Uh, and, during my lifetime, they set that up. Yeah, yeah, and I remember it was there was some kind of metamorphosis where this thing developed. Metamorphosis, probably not the right word, but the transition maybe would be a better word. Where they transitioned to people being invested in the market and that sort of thing. And I wonder now, now that I hear you talk about this, if if part of the reason why they they went to that in that direction is so that they could take our money. And use it against us. Exactly. Exactly. When they deregulated Wall Street and they deregulated the banks so that the banks could uh, be involved in insurance and the banks could participate in the investments of their customers. I mean, it was like a a total corruption of... Um, all of the regulatory structures that were set up based on the experience of our uh, parents and grandparents, they dismantled all of those mm-hmm. and made the assumption that somehow these organizations, these corporations, would become socially responsible that the banks would be socially responsible when they could participate in the investments of their customers. Um, and I don't, I don't mean customers like you and me. I mean customers like uh, the big corporations. Mm-hmm. And so the, what they did is turn our country into a big piranha tank. Yeah. And now they're taking our money, our retirement funds, just like you pointed out with BlackRock, and using that to push all kinds of agendas. So yes, you have your against, retirement against fund. Against the interests of, of the people and our country. Yeah, it's your money, and they're taking your money and using it, leveraging that to push agendas like ESG. That really dovetails perfectly with something I was going to talk about here at the beginning of the show, actually. Right, and all the ESG stuff is against the interests of regular people because what they view as a social good, we don't. Yeah, and and, you know, sometimes it can seem like we're not having an effect, Vicki, on the the demons that are running things, but occasionally they they let it slip that they they have had to adjust their plans due to the fact that we've pushed back on their control agenda. And uh, as most people out there would know, the term ESG is the globalist abbreviation for environmental, social, and governance. What it actually amounts to is it's the Western implementation of the Chinese social credit score system because through ESG, they intend to strangle financing from any business that doesn't impose sustainable development and so-called social justice controls upon their employees and their customers. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, you it, know, when I first saw reference to ESG, I was investigating a housing inve- development in Boise, Idaho, and I, I traced the financing for that housing development to a utility company in Arizona 
that had set up a holding company that and that holding company had started a uh, finance operation and they were financing the development of this housing development in the Boise area building homes for which there was no market <laughs> so so boiling it down you you look at it and you say there's an Arizona utility ratepayers are their electric dollars are being used to finance what is actually a very corrupt um, economic development, uh, building homes for a, in a location where there is no market for those homes, and um, the. Uh, there is an ESG rating system that is giving the Arizona public utility system a good score for building this, uh, what turned out to be a subprime uh, housing development that Idaho, that the people of Idaho had to pay for. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the kind of corruption that that you can get with esg um because well, the supposedly they were building low-income houses but they were using arizona electric ratepayer money yeah what it actually amounts to esg environmental social and governance what it actually amounts to is the western implementation of the chinese social credit score system uh there any corporation that doesn't go along uh will be strangled of financing, will be strangled. It becomes a de facto fascist implementation of social and societal controls. And and, and, and it's only imposed on, and, the, on the corporations, but then the corporations impose it upon the people. Uh, and so indirectly, they're imposing it upon the people. Uh, but, but it has been relentlessly... And, and that's where the corruption of the pension funds come in because at some point you know corporations used to be managed mm-hmm. within themselves but at some point uh, during the deregulation they allowed pension funds who are the biggest shareholder in that corporation to move in um, to tell management what to do Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a hidden power structure in there where you have a pension fund manager managing a corporation based on the number of uh, shares of stock that they own, not on their competence as a, uh, a in business or in the particular business of the corporation, but just simply based on the number of shares. Yeah. Well, when it comes to ESG... Get ready for a rebrand, Vicky. They're going to rebrand it, apparently, because it has been exposed by us and others in the truth media for so long and so relentlessly. Because of that now, they're apparently going to have to attempt to change the name. I don't think they're going to change the strategy. I think they're going to change the name. A couple of weeks ago, Bloomberg was interviewing Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. You remember her? Oh, yeah. Very close associate of the Clintons. Uh, you remember the Clintons were pushing something called inclusive capitalism. 
Yes, yes, that's and, it. And, 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 and the whole social justice nonsense, which, hey, sounds nice on the surface, but it's really just another way of social control. Whenever you hear the term, the phrase social justice, think of social control, because that's really what they're talking about. Uh, so they're pushing the social justice nonsense. And, and, and Lynn Forrester de Rothschild is the chair of the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. That's the name of her organization. And, and she admitted during the interview by, uh, uh, with Bloomberg that due to backlash... They need to now, quote-unquote, dustbin the term ESG because we have been able to expose it to the point where the public has turned against it. Um, this this is a huge triumph for those of us in the in the truth media. And, and I'll just play a little bit of, the, uh, of how the exchange went here. I think goes some way in mitigating the backlash that ESG has suffered from over the last year or so. Uh, you know, especially when Larry Fink says ESG has been weaponized. Uh, and I'm sure that's an area of concern for you because we were just about gathering momentum. Now, first of all, the interviewer right there, ESG has been weaponized. Yeah, ESG was weaponized by them. The whole thing was a weapon. We haven't weaponized it. We just exposed their weapon against humanity. So, anyway. On the issue of inclusive capitalism, and suddenly financiers and banks and investors all over the world thought that it was going too far. I love how these billionaires, and that's who they are, billionaires, get up there and start talking about inclusiveness. Don't you just love that? I mean, they're the bastards that created the unequal playing field, and now they're talking about how, oh, we've got to do all this stuff for the people who don't have any money. Yeah, because you, you the are the creeps that took it all. It's only to get your cooperation <laughs> so that they can loot and rob you. Yeah, <laughs> they want you to show up to the prom so they can steal what you got. How do you see that backlash play out? Sorry, what did you say? Oh, be happy while they rob you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You'll own nothing and be happy. Exactly. So, I believe that ESG as a term should be put into the dustbin. Okay. I don't think we should try to defend ESG as a term. Mm-hmm. Because it's been sullied by... it's It's been productized by too many people. There's mm. too much greenwashing around it. There's too much virtue singling. And people just think if they hang up an ESG sing, uh, shingle that they are a virtuous company. And I would throw that in the dustbin. And what I would do is I would go back to a narrative for the public about let's look at what great companies in history did okay. to become great. Whether it was you know, AT&T or here in India, ITC, two and a half decades ago, they looked at what? how are we treating our people? How are we treating the planet? Wait a minute. I, I, in the whole reason, you know, we, we just have a UAW strike right now going on. Um, just announced, what was it, Thursday, I think? They walked off the job at three plants. Uh, and, and historically, the Rockefellers, I, I, I remember a lot of the unions grew out of the fact that corporations treated their workers like crap. Absolutely. And, and yes. so she's talking about, oh, well, let's take a look at what corporations do. Look, they don't need you to do that. I mean, corporations will treat their people however they're going to treat them. 
But they don't need Lynn Forrester de Rothschild or the Clintons or any of these billionaires uh, getting involved to uh, treat their workers well. They could do that at any time. And right. So I, I would say well, that's that why what we, we have a, a government, too. Government mediates disputes between big labor unions and, and corporations. depending on whether or not I imagine that the corporation is involved in something that really affects a lot of people, you know. um, Well, frankly, I think the government should stay out of it, honestly. But uh, Well, but the the thing is, is that how the government is involved, if the corporation lays off or their people and lets them go on strike, corporations will just bring in scabs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the people the people on the ground truly are powerless in the face of massive corporate bank accounts. Well, the only thing that I will say that the, the government, if the government has any role at all, you you get a you get a company like you know to break up monopolies. If if a company has a monopoly, which is strangle holding, which is, has a stranglehold on uh, on everything, then it should be the government's job to represent the people and protect the people from that happening. But honestly, I think a corporate charter should not be infinite. And I think a lot of these problems would be solved if corporations actually had to prove, you know, very much the way TV and radio stations are supposed to, you know, that it's recognized that the airwaves are owned by the public. And mm-hmm. as a result, there's always been this thing with radio and television that you're supposed to be in the public interest. And if you can't, if you're not in the public interest, you could lose your license because that license, you don't own that. That it's it's because the people own the airwaves, okay. And 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 honestly, I don't. I think a lot of that is crap. Uh, I don't think that most of these corporations that have licenses are in the public interest. I think they're in their own interest in the interest of their shareholders, and they maximize profits yes. by eliminating local air staff who used to add personality to the broadcasts. And uh, and now they've implemented across the board automation and even now AI, <clears throat> and uh, and basically every market basically sounds the same. You can go from one place to the other, and everything sounds exactly the same because there's one company controlling it all. Right. So that's not they, in the public they interest. Eliminated the monopoly laws, <clears throat> basically. And they allowed these media companies to merge. Mm-hmm. And so now we have one voice, <laughs> you know, basically one voice from the mainstream media. So I guess w- what I'm saying is the model for even, you know, proving that broadcast stations are in the public interest is kind of dead. But I like the idea, and I think the same idea should be reapplied to corporations. They should have to prove that they are in the public interest or their corporate charter gets revoked. They're- yeah, well, I, I've thought for a long time there should be the death penalty for corporations that commit major crimes. Oh, absolutely. 
But yeah, and, I, and I'm all in favor. You know, the the uh, CEO just resigns, and then the corporation goes right on about their business. Yeah, and executives should not be able to just walk away after committing these heinous crimes. Put them on trial. And if they're found guilty by a jury of their peers, hang the SOBs in the public square. That's how, that's how you eliminate things like, uh, you know, what was the uh, Enron? Enron is what I'm trying to think of. Oh, yeah. As an example. Mm-hmm. That's how you eliminate things like that. Is by making public examples of the criminals that are running these things. Uh-huh. Anyway, continuing but with... The, the thing is, though, that the, the <clears throat> corruption at this point is so bad. You know, rather than being cautious about how um, technology and the Internet was used within government, basically Clinton and Gore just said, go to it, you know, we're eliminating all the rules, go, you know, work together with corporations to um, redesign our entire society and government structure. Well, what what they created is a fascist structure. Mm-hmm. I don't. We do not have the American government anymore. We have public-private partnerships between government and corporations. Yeah. And oh, surprise, surprise! They're all doing self-dealing. Yeah, you know, we've got corrupt government employees, we've got corrupt corporations, we're just awash in corruption. Yeah, uh, and, and as far as Kenneth Lay, I realize with, with Enron there were supposed co- prosecutions. I don't think Kenneth Lay really suffered anything. Uh, they, say, they claimed he died, and then you recall after he died, the judge uh, expunged his charges. His, mm-hmm. So why would the judge do that if he really died? I think he got a new identity and went on on his merry little way, frankly. I agree. I totally agree with you. Well, what Enron was doing was uh, working on a system that the Department of Energy and our government in the redesign of government had established. They wanted energy trading they wanted third party management of the electric grid mm-hmm. and to establish a quote market yeah. you know a market for electricity okay hang well, hold your thoughts there vicky remember what you're saying because unfortunately we're against the clock and the clock doesn't wait stay with us we'll be back here in a moment Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-239-6987. 800-239-6987. 
6987. That's 800-239-6987. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. In the classic science fiction novel Brave New World, people are little more than products, which are cloned, drugged, and developed in mechanical wombs. Sound far-fetched? Recently, scientists unveiled the first artificial womb. Many hope it will eventually be used to grow embryos for their organs. These human embryos would not only be scavenged for parts, but killed. We can move toward a brave new world, or we can build a humane world free from human exploitation. Which do you want? This has been a perspective on life from National Right to Life at nrlc.org. There are a ton of social networking websites, but one stands apart for a very special reason. This one saves lives. It's MatchingDonors.com. MatchingDonors.com links organ donors with people in need of kidney and other transplants. In the U.S., 22 people die each day waiting for an organ transplant, most of them for kidneys. If you've ever considered becoming a living organ donor, or if you're someone in need of an organ transplant, visit MatchingDonors.com, home of the greatest gift of all. The gift of life. MatchingDonors.com If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-229-5110. 800-229-5110. 800-229-5110. That's 800-229-5110. 
Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800 239 6987. 800 239 6987. That's 800 GovernAmerica.com. That's uh, GovernAmerica.com. You can get to the streams at Radio.GovernAmerica.com. That's probably going to be changing soon, but uh, that's Radio.GovernAmerica.com. If it does change, we'll forward to the new page, so you can still go there. And uh, the streams are there at Radio.GovernAmerica.com, uh, and you can email me at Radio at GovernAmerica.com. Now, one thing I will, uh, and I don't do this enough, and I, I'm trying to remedy this situation. If you ever happen to be in a situation where you are not around a computer or a mobile device or some way of streaming, or maybe you just have limited bandwidth, but you do have cell phone coverage, you can call on the phone, and you can listen to our stream anytime on the phone but at the number, area code 641 seven nine three thirty three thirty eight that's area code six four one seven nine three thirty three thirty eight now normal carrier rates apply it's not a free call per se you know it would be like calling somebody long distance so if you have unlimited minutes or if you have free long distance it'll work good for you otherwise you'll have to pay for a long distance call you know i can't make everything toll free but uh it is a nice service and and, and if you call the number and it tells you that the program's offline, more than likely it isn't. Just wait, because all that means is that you're the first caller, and it's got to go connect to the stream. That's all it means. So uh, so just wait or call back just a moment later, and, and it'll, it'll be connected. Anyway, 641-793-3338 on that number. And uh, there's some other changes that are probably going to be happening in the future with regard to the streams. I'm trying to kind of, uh, no pun intended, streamline things. I'm trying to make it, uh, well, honestly, what I'm actually working on will end up saving a little money because I, I, I've long wanted to be able to consolidate the stream onto the website. In other words, run both from the same server. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I've been kind of working on that anytime I get a little free time to, you know, tinker around under the hood. So 
hopefully we can we can accomplish uh, you know accomplish that and uh, the only thing i'm concerned about is having enough bandwidth um you know that we don't get oh, go over our bandwidth allowance but i think we have terabytes available that we're not using so <laughs> that should be that should in anyway we'll we'll update you on uh, in the future on that but uh that's the information right there for now. Uh, Vicki, go ahead and give your information out, and hopefully you haven't completely forgotten about what you were saying before the break. Okay. Yeah, my website is thetechnocratictyranny.com. The older website is channelingreality.com, and my email address is on both websites. And I actually didn't forget oh, what I was talking about because I spent quite a long time working on energy deregulation, mm-hmm. and uh, that includes Enron. And um, what Enron was doing, of course, was arbitraging the electricity market that had been created through deregulation. And, you, you know, you have to go back through layers of uh, thinking bad thinking about why that deregulation occurred. Now, the reason why our electricity companies were regulated to begin with is because whenever you have an essential service, some kind of an essential service, and you can charge what the market will bear, um, it's ripe for corruption. And that's what happened in the 1930s. Uh, They saw the potential for electricity, for what electricity would do for our country. And um, the utility companies were engaged in massive corruption. So um, the federal government stepped in and regulated the utilities to prevent them from doing it. And uh, they prevented the uh, utility companies from setting up holding companies, which is what I explained a while back in terms of the Arizona Power Company setting up a holding company to finance homes and that sort of things. Well, what the uh, Public Utilities Holding Company Act of uh, 1933, I believe it was, prevented was electricity companies from uh, setting up holding companies and using electric utility customer dollars for unrelated investments. Okay? Mm-hmm. But what, uh, um, what they did with deregulation, what Ken Lay did with uh, deregulation, is that they... Uh, set up the transmission grid as a separate service from the electric generation facilities and the customers. So, in other words, they made the transmission grid a common carrier so that um, uh, smaller companies could supposedly participate in the electricity market um, buying and selling electricity and infeeding electricity generated from renewable energy facilities. Yeah. So it, 
Um, so they cl- created this separate system that, by the way, the government subsidizes heavily. Yeah. And um, they they made uh, renewable energy credits a tradable commodity. And that's really what I wanted to uh, tackle next, because this uh, car- carbon thing is just an extension of all of that. Uh, yes. Al yes, Gore yes. and Ken it Lay uh, work together to develop this cap-and-trade nonsense. And, uh, in fact, there was a, an article on, uh, I was just looking for information on that because I had recalled in fact, he was asked about that, and he says, well, I don't know, Ken, in the wake of the whole Enron scandal, uh, Gore was asked about Ken Lay and his association with Ken Lay, and he said, well, I didn't know him well enough to call him Kenny Boy, which is, I, I was kind of looking for that clip, because it seems like YouTube has scrubbed that clip, uh, but that, it's really a dumb answer, but it's it's proof that he wasn't really prepared for that question. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, there's uh, articles and things that you can find on the Internet. Uh, Al Gore's Inconvenient Enron is National Review's article on it, and, and I can put that in the show notes. But the point is, is that these people uh, are all in this thing together. You know, and we started off the show talking about uh, Lynn DeForester De Forrester De Rothschild, and she's very closely associated with the Clintons. Her Wikipedia page says Rothschild is actively involved in policy and social issues, including addressing income inequalities. Never mind the fact, again, that they're responsible for the income inequalities. But, hey, we'll just set that aside for a minute. Support, yeah. support of small... Uh, by, by the way, there hmm. is a website called inclusivecapitalism.com. Yes. Yep. And that's where you see the lineup of the criminals involved in inclusive capitalism. That's probably her organization. Including Rothschild. Isn't that her organization? Yes, it is. Okay, there you go. So this, uh, this Wikipedia page uh, talks about how, uh, how she supports small and medium businesses, uh, microfinance, business ethics, and women's rights. Now, uh, microfinance and, uh, you know, medium, small businesses, what they're talking about here is getting, you know, underserved populations involved in the quote-unquote capitalism uh, process. I, I remember the Clintons, the first time I ever heard the uh, the term inclusive capitalism, it was Bill and Hillary Clinton pushing it mm-hmm. on, on the behalf of Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. And so it's not surprising to see that they're all in this thing together. They're in bed together. And and Wikipedia says from 1993 to 1995, Rothschild served on President Bill Clinton's National Information Infrastructure Advisory Council. Holy cow. Yeah. That's, okay. From 1998. That is the heart of corruption. That is the heart. From 1998 to 2000, she served on the U.S. Secretary of Energy's Advisory Committee. Rothschild was has donated to all all of Bill and Hillary Clinton's federal races since 1992. Although was Rothschild from Britain, 
Uh, is she a, I don't is know she where she, a her UK origins. citizen? I, that's a good question. I don't know. It probably says somewhere on here. Well, let me see. Uh, she's an Amer- no, Amer- yeah, American British billionaire businesswoman. Who All is right, the- there you go. It it was the uh, once yes, they I think she is from Britain. Economy, British consultants came over here to the U.S. and they got uh, it was uh, a woman named Fiona Wolf mm-hmm. who was a consultant to the third party um, transmission grid company called PJM um, and there was another British woman who Blythe Masters who got involved in derivatives on uh, Wall Street and derivatives I, I, I don't understand derivatives and I don't think very many people do but the, the package understanding that I have is that they can be used somehow with hedge funds to bet against existing companies. Well, if you're in the business of um, a foreign company in uh, looking for investment in a, in another company, you want to put the existing companies out of business and take over. I mean, that's, and that's what's been done all over our country with all of our businesses is that they opened up our country for exploitation by both foreign countries and foreign businesses. And they put our own businesses and our own government at a disadvantage through, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, multi-state investor relations or something like that. Anyway, giving foreign corporations the power to sue if any of our laws get in the way of their making profit. Hmm. Interesting. Well, so, I know that anyway, this, with, with this re- woman Fiona Wolf, who helped set up this third-party management of our transmission mm-hmm. grid, she went back to the U after she did her dirty work here. She went back over to the UK. And became the Lord Mayor of London. The Lord Mayor of London is the um, uh, economic ambassador of the city of London. <laughs> you know, the, mm-hmm. the, and I'm sure it was a reward for breaking our electricity markets. Yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Uh, this uh, article is pretty interesting. You know, Wikipedia, if you know how to use it, and you know to take everything with a grain of salt, it can be a useful tool. Uh, especially I love with, the footnotes. With I the footnotes, the footnotes is where where it's at, absolutely, because without the uh, documentation, it means nothing. Anybody can say anything, but if you can go explore uh, where they're getting the information from. In this case... Um, it's you know it talks about the uh, her origins with regard to Sir Evelyn Robert de Rothschild, a member of the Rothschild family until his death, uh, and she uh, the company manages her uh, holding company manages investments in the Economist Group, which is owner of the Economist magazine, and. Uh, they talk about other things. But anyway, getting back down to her political 
activities because that's what I was interested in a moment ago and how she is very closely tied to the Clintons. They funded, she funded all of Bill and Hillary Clinton's federal races since 1992 and was a major funder for Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential bid. She transferred uh, her support, however, to Republican candidate John McCain when Barack Obama uh, beat Clinton, becoming a minor celebrity on cable television at the time for attacking Obama in his series of interviews. Now, isn't it interesting that she can go directly from Hillary Clinton to John McCain? But, you know, so this proves right here, it's not about party politics, folks. There's one party. There's one party. She can bounce back and forth. There's a party of the establishment, the establishment uniparty. And, and, so a lot of the stuff that's going on right now with the with the fighting, the lawfare, and everything, they can't handle the fact that real patriots are trying to take back at least one of the political parties. And you know, and to be fair, there's that's not perfect either, because there's corruption, there's backstabbing, there's all kinds of manner of things. Politics are really ugly, uh, and you have the sinful nature of. Mankind, regardless of who they are, that gets in the way of anything that anything good that they're really trying to do. But anyway, I just thought I thought I thought that was important to note the background there regarding how tight she is with the Clintons and how tight she is with John McCain, how how tight they are with consolidating control over the population. Now, getting back to this this audio, because sustainable development, what, what all did the Clintons do for sustainable development? What all did Al Gore do? You know, they, they launched the President's Council on Sustainable Development, did they not? Absolutely the 1992 did. And Real Earth everybody Summit? should read every single document produced by the President's Council on Sustainable Development. I've I've put a lot of them together, and um, that's where the the redesign of our uh, country was implemented. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the community development stuff, with which is all corrupt. It is absolutely all corrupt. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so now they're talking about, like I said earlier, they're talking about. Getting rid of the term ESG because it's become too much of a liability for them. What are they going to replace it with? Well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but there, some kind of synonym. It won't. It won't change the program. No, the program's the going to go forward. You can. You can bet they're going to use their wealth for all the talk about. Oh, let's help small businesses. Oh, let's help mid-sized businesses. Oh, let's make sure everybody's included. No, when they talk about inclusive capitalism, that's their buzz phrase for making sure that you're not left out of their plan of control. That's what inclusive capitalism really is, folks. It's inclusive not anything to help you. Inclusive capitalism is fascism. What we the- have is a fascist world system financed by all of these wealthy people. It's so. them managing what they view as their herd. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. So so listen to the the rich SOBs talk about how they're going to change their strategy. They looked at what how are we treating our people? How are we treating the planet? And 
So I would say that what we should do is we should say that business at its best has always been in the business of providing the best products to their consumers, built and designed by people who loved the product, who loved the company, who were fairly compensated, who lived and businesses that lived in communities where they, the business, was an integral part of that community. And doing all of those things creates more valuable companies. It's been shown over and over again. So I would lose ESG, but I would really bear down on what are companies doing to profitably solve the problems of people and planet. And I would do that as an investor, I would do that as an employee, I would do that as a board member, I would do that as a journalist. Um, Companies that are profiting while at the same time ruining people's lives or ruining the planet, those are not long-term keepers. Those are the companies that should fall, fall off, you know, down by the wayside. We should elevate We sometimes at the Council for Inclusive Capitalism call it a race to the top. We should invest in and work for companies that are taking care of people and planet. Okay, again, I have to again point out their associates, their people, Ken Lay, people like Ken Lay and Al Gore, who are stealing from the people, who have raided retirement funds, I'm not saying Al Gore rated retire, but Ken Lay, I mean, all these people are scum. They're scum. And well, she, did you, that, that is a great clip. Because so. what she was saying is that corporations should be in charge of social welfare of people. Yeah, which is where what ESG is. Come in, where does government come into play in that scenario? Well, they government don't. government is captured by the corporations, or, or really, I mean, you can't tell where, where, where one ends and where the other begins, frankly. Yes, that's absolutely true. But, you know, you say it's a good clip, well, it's a, we got a little more to it. That's the way I would answer But something that. will replace ESG, right? Because all of this needs to be measurable, describable, and tangible for investors to find a way to invest in. So if, if you dust bin ESG... Right. For all the bad will that it has earned over the last couple of years, something else will take its place. Is there a concept or an idea that you think could improve or actually deliver what ESG was meant to but didn't? I think it's vital that we deliver what ESG was meant to deliver. And ESG as a term was created almost by accident by the United Nations mm. in a speech in 2005. And then it took on this huge life of its own and uh, sullied itself in the in uh, you know in the process so es i think i think that esg will be replaced by responsible business like what kind of businesses do we want to invest in what kind of businesses do we want to work for and it will be it'll take the heat off of this ridiculous political rhetoric that people are weaponizing businesses 
but do the right thing for all of its constituents. Mm-hmm. So I think it probably, so I'm, I'm happy to get rid of ESG and let that battle be be fought by people who are anachronistic and not even relevant anymore. Yeah, like us. Man, talk about people who have <laughs> tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're not relevant anymore. Well, apparently we are because... You're getting rid of the term ESG now. <laughs> what a self-contradiction. Yeah. But this proves, folks, that you can have an impact. And uh, it proves that they do have to readjust their strategies all the time because there is too much information. They talk a lot about dis- and misinformation all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, it doesn't matter what they call it or what they do. Their foundation is corrupt. Yes. The idea that a, a corporation can be a governing leader. Well, you have inherent conflicts among different lines of business. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and there, there are conflicts where if two corporations, you know, like a mining company gets in, involved in a a war with a an environmental company or, you know, that they produce environmental pro- products, it's the people that will suffer and there is nobody to resolve the conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what you've done is to bring warfare into a a civil society setting and you've pitted people against each other businesses against each other and that's what i mean when that's what i'm talking about when i talk about the tail the snake that's eating its tail yeah well i'll tell you what we're out of this hour already so uh we have to take a break at the top of the hour we'll have the news but when we come back we're going to hit the ground running ladies and gentlemen lots lots more to do and uh, you're welcome to call in 610-600-1776 if you have anything to say 844-6-GOVERN and uh, when we come back we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, well we'll talk about california and their electric vehicle mandate stay with us Stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps by allocating a percentage of your ira into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your ira back on the gold standard find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a genesis gold ira the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-239-6987. 800-239-6987. 800-239-6987. That's 800 800-239- 
800-239-6987. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-229-5110. That's 800-229-5110. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. American Family News, I'm Robert Thornton. A conservative activist doubts the indictment of Hunter Biden on three gun charges will in any way hold him accountable for his actions. Here's AFN's Chad Groening. On Thursday, special counsel David Weiss issued the indictments against the president's son. The charges reportedly carry a possible sentence of 25 years in prison. Various reports also indicate that more charges are likely in the days ahead. But Gary Bauer of the Campaign for Working Families shares the skepticism of many conservative pundits about the younger Biden being held accountable. They will be able to stretch this out, the legal proceedings, until after the election next year. That's their goal. 
And if they do that and Biden loses the election, then he will still have the time between the election in November and Inauguration Day of the new president the following January to pardon Hunter Biden and anybody else in his family that have been implicated in this. And Bauer says, heaven forbid, if Biden wins in 2024. He'll never face the voters again, and he still will be able then to pardon his son and other family members. So it still sadly appears that they will be able to get off scot-free while at the same time using these same federal law enforcement agencies to try to put Joe Biden's major political competitor, Donald Trump, in jail for life. That's what they want. I'm Chad Groening. Protesters gathered in front of the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City demanding Democrats take action against the immigration issue. A delegation of congressional Democrats led by New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez visited the Roosevelt Hotel where immigrants and asylum seekers are staying while New York City processes them according to Fox News. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has been calling on the federal and New York state government to provide more funding to help process the immigrants. More than 100,000 immigrants and asylum seekers have arrived in the city from the southern border since last year. A study shows most Americans believe artificial intelligence will shrink the job pool. Here's Fox's Carmen Roberts. A whopping 75% of Americans expect AI will reduce the total number of jobs in the U.S. over the next decade. The Bentley Gallup Business and Society study revealed only 6% of the 5,400 people who participated believe the technology would boost jobs. And when it comes to trusting businesses to use AI responsibly, nearly 80% said they don't or not much, while the others only had some trust. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. The study also showed half of Americans believe AI does equal amounts of harm and good. Students are withdrawing from Texas public schools in record numbers as more families are opting to homeschool in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, according to the Christian Post. The Lone Star State saw nearly 30,000 withdrawals from public school to homeschool for students in grades 7 through 12 during the 21-22 school year, according to data released by the Texas Education Agency in an open records request to the Texas Homeschool Coalition. Prior to the pandemic, between 20,000 and 25,000 students in grades 7 through 12 withdrew to homeschool each year. Christian conservatives are in Washington, D.C. this weekend for the Pray, Vote, Stand Summit, hosted by Family Research Council and FRC Action. Here's Keisha King, host of the Keisha King Show, speaking at the summit. Just being bold, you have to just kind of keep your head down and shoot for what is right. Because at the end of the day, these are issues that are right and wrong. And there is no way you can convince me that it is right for children to see pornography or for children to be exposed to these explicit materials in classrooms. There's just no, it is just wrong. AFA Action is a sponsor of the event. And that concludes the news at this hour. We do hope you have a wonderful weekend. A reminder, you can go to AFN.net to see more. That's AFN.net. For American Family News, I'm Robert Thornton. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations. A new world order. New world order. New world order. This is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this world around us. A new world order. A world where the United Nations is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders. Nevertheless, the United States is in a key position to shape this so that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order. The first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, a new world order was created. Documenting the crisis of our republic. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people... Inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Waging war on the new world order. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. This is Govern America with Darren Weeks and Vicki Davis. From FEMA Regions 5 and 10, this is the second hour of Govern America. Vicki Davis is here. I'm Darren Weeks. It continues to be the 16th of September, 2023, as we get right back into the show here. I mentioned before the break, we were going to talk a little bit about California's electric vehicle mandate. problem with California is when they mandate something, they're big enough to control industries. And that's the case, what they are trying to do right now with electric cars. Uh, electric cars are inferior products, far inferior to the internal combustion engine. We've talked about that a lot. And it just isn't a a workable solution if you really are trying to facilitate travel. Now, if you're trying to restrict travel, it's a good step in the right direction. And that's exactly what sustainable development is is doing. It's The whole purpose of it is to restrict populations of people 
and, and, and to get you to live inside your sustainable city so that you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything. And you're pretty much relegated to your five-mile area uh, where you have your stack them and pack them high-rise apartment. Right. And, and, and all your neighbors are up in your business. of the corporations that operate in that area. Exactly. You're basically a captive work worker slash slave, slave force. Yeah, the Epic Times says eight House Democrats, though. Because, you know, here's the thing, folks. We, we, we hear a lot about um, the fact that there's no positive news happening. People can get discouraged. We're giving you good news today. We're giving you good uh, examples of things that are happening that are good. I just told you about Lynn, DeFor- Lynn Forrester de Rothschild and how they're having to tr- change their strategy because they've gotten so much pushback from patriots and patriot broadcasters, people speaking out, people making a difference, people live streaming. Do you know how many people are out there that have their own shows now? You remember when we started in this several, several years ago, Vicky? How quiet the battlefield was? And how we were yelling oh, yeah. and screaming all the time for years we spent. Wake up, America. And now we have all these people, wall to wall, everywhere streaming. Everywhere talking about uh, what's going on. And that now you have official channels, official establishment New World Order scum coming out and trying to figure out how to put the genie back in the bottle. That's a victory, man. That's a victory. And here's another victory. Eight House Democrats broke ranks on Thursday to vote with Republicans to pass a bill that opposes California's environmental regulations mandating the purchases of electric vehicles. Hallelujah. Uh, The Preserving Choice in Vehicle Purchases Act received approval from the House with a vote of 222 to 190 with 214 Republicans and eight Democrats supporting it. The legislation was initially introduced by a group of Republicans lawmakers led by Representative Joyce, uh, John Joyce. He's from Pens- he's a Republican from Pennsylvania, uh, and, and and he introduced that in March. It has garnered support from the en- energy industry, with proponents arguing that EV mandates could negatively impact the economy and infringe on consumer choice. Quote, the House has passed my legislation to stop California's ban on gas-powered cars, Mr. Joyce said on X. Uh, Today's vote is a victory for American consumers and personal freedom. Representative John Joyce arrived... Oh, okay, I'm sorry. While the legislation in question does not expressly reference California, according to the Clean Air Act, the Democrat-led state retains the ability to establish more stringent emissions rules than those set by the federal government, provided they receive approval from the Environmental Protection Agency. See, I, I don't know I don't know if I agree with all this because I think the states can do what they want to do. They don't Oh no. No, 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 no. Because you you get a bunch of liberals like in California um passing rules like increasing emissions standards that doesn't just affect the car company that boomerangs back onto us and every time they do a regulation that causes a corporation to make some kind of a change for tighter 
environmental standards, that's imposing costs on us. That's imposing a tax on us via the back door. No, I, I'm not saying that I uh, uh, agree with what California is doing. The problem here is the Environmental Protection Agency, all these regulatory agencies of the federal government have caused this, you know, this has always been a state's rights battle. And I, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about this because the bureaucratic administrative state is a huge problem. Now, what they're talking about doing here is using the administrative state to control California, which I guess if you're going to have an administrative state here in Idaho, what's that? I said, which also controls us here in Idaho because um, we, we, you know, at, at the time of the Civil War, we had a different country. That was a different country than it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, the feds have basically taken over control through the administrative process and regulatory procedure. They have basically taken over control of the whole country, but they but they make deals with, you know, like one state, California. They let California set all of the uh, regulatory standards for vehicles. Mm-hmm. So while they m- may be exercising their state's rights to do that, it affects all of us. I agree. It doesn't just affect California. I, you know, I, I almost kind of wish we could just saw that whole state off and let it float out to the Pacific. Uh, I, I keep praying for the big one, you know, the earthquake supposed to drop. Uh, but the problem is, the there, there's good people that live in California. You just can't hear them. You know, they're yeah. they're in the rural areas, like the, like they always are, and they're suffering under the heavy boot of government uh, and and these wackos that are running the show there. Yeah, you know what needs to happen. What needs to happen is there needs to be a project just as big as during the Clinton administration to study all the issues of what is government, what is government, what are they, what is the purpose of government, corporations, business, what is the purpose of corporations, because everything has, uh, all of the power structures have been merged together in these public-private partnerships, and they are imposing their, um, not only their, uh, the uh, social and moral values of their shareholders through the pension funds, but also their power, um, to you know, through legislatures and things to affect our lives, so that we can't be free. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about this country is that we are a free people. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> are we free? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. So anyway, finishing this up real quick, they say in March 2022, the EPA reinstated California's ability to enforce its emissions standards and electric vehicle sales mandate under the Clean Air Act. Furthermore, it granted other states the option to adopt 
California's regulations. If enacted, the Preserving Choice in Vehicles Purchases Act would prevent the EPA from providing such approvals to states that try to ban or restrict internal combustion vehicle engines. Um, And uh, Mr. Joyce said his bill was prompted by California Air Quality Board's decision to effectively ban the sale of gasoline-powered vehicles by 2035. His bill would block any attempt to ban the sale of vehicles with internal combustion engines. So, I, you know, I view that as a good thing, although the administrative state I, I have a real problem with. Unfortunately, it's not going, in, going away. Um, so I guess at this point, any way you can keep the internal combustion engine alive it is is a good thing because ultimately we're screwed if they if they eliminate it and i think the general population will realize this far far too late i think very few have really thought through the ramifications of what it will mean for travel or your ability to get around uh yeah until it's too late they they haven't thought this through yeah. Until they until a lot of people until they're confronted with the problem, until they're smacked in the face with wait a minute, this sucks. <laughs> now I'm stranded or now my, you know, my car ain't functioning or I, I can't get to work or I can't go on this trip that I wanted to go on. Uh Yeah. Can't take the family cross country on a vacation. It's hot out, so my so my batteries aren't working right. Uh, it's hot out, so my car just blew into flames, and now it's burning uncontrollably, and the fire department can't put it out. Uh, it's cold out, so batteries don't operate very well in the cold, in the real frigid cold. I mean, people don't think about these things, but these are things we've talked about a lot on the show. Because I don't want to see this happen. The, the, the internal combustion engine, and I, I harp on this all the time, but it's worth harping on. The internal combustion engine was, 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 is, is probably one of the greatest innovations that, that man has had. Uh, it, it's probably the biggest breakthrough, and so many things were built upon the back of the internal combustion engine. Maybe second engine. only to the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what these what these pond scum like Lynn Forrester de Rothschild want to do is push society backward to the point where we're like cavemen grunting. And uh, well, that's that's really if you look at the totality. Of the changes in our society and um, the government adopting the principle that their job is to protect the earth and screw the people, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that is the, that's the ultimate outcome. That's the ultimate objective is to turn people back into a primitive state. Yeah, absolutely. Primitive. Uh, Germany has passed a controversial green heating law estimated to cost the economy a trillion euros. Uh, after six months of fierce debate, Germany's left-wing government has passed the country's controversial green heating law, the Building Energy Act, 
with high estimates uh, indicating the law will cost Germany's economy over 1 trillion euros over the next 20 years. While politicians belonging to Germany's three-way politician applauded the heating law coming into force on Friday last week, the political fallout has likely yet to be realized. Many Germans already struggling with inflation and, and, and and a slowing economy balked at the mandate to install new expensive heating systems with the law being rejected by the majority of the populace, according to polling. But they don't care. They don't yeah, care if you see, reject that's, it. That's how they tax uh, people through the regulatory structure. Mm-hmm. That is a tax, an absolute tax. Yeah. Uh, the government is also being accused of a hasty legislative process and a lack of parliamentary hearings calling into question the democratic process or the democratic basis for the law in its entirety. The law mandates that Germans with older heating systems replace them within a certain period of time. Although the final bill passed watered down some requirements and carved out some uh, some expectations or exceptions rather. Uh, nevertheless, the final cost of the bill is expected to be enormous. Uh, so you know, people right. are not. And what does it really accomplish? What does it really accomplish? Is the cost worth the alleged benefit? Well, they don't care. See, the whole point is is to impose impose more tyrannical stuff upon you. It's not yes. really about efficiency. It's about them being able to tell you all the time what you're going to do with your own home, with your own property. You can't determine your own toilet. Even where you take a dump, I'm sorry, but they can't, they, they can't even tell, you know, you can't even determine that, how much water is in the bowl, okay? They're going to dictate to you, oh, so, so isn't it any surprise that now they're telling you you have to eat lab-grown meat, and, and, and now they're working on lab-grown fruit? We've already had genetically engineered, modified uh, fruits and vegetables, so you're not even able to eat real food. You're not able to sit on the throne in your bathroom and determine the amount of water in the bowl. You know, be able to and pull so, the handle. And, and so you add up all of these things, and what what is the ultimate outcome? What is the picture that you see of future society? Is it of free people? No. Hell no. I wish. I, I wish I could say it was. You know, so we can feel good about Hunter Biden. They were talking about in the chat room. Uh, does anybody really think he's going to go to jail? Of course he's not going to jail. I, I, anybody that thinks that Hunter Biden is going to jail, you're a fool. Okay? I'm just going to call you out. Uh, Hunter Biden's not going to jail. Oh, but he was indicted on three felony counts of, you know, he three felony gun things. Who cares? Who cares? Where are where's the influence peddling charges? Oh, but that that, that wasn't included, yeah, was collusion it? Collusion with the Chinese. Where's that? That, that was conveniently left out, Vicky. Oh, and, and and you know everybody's like, must have oh. been a clerical error. <laughs> Blame the secretary. Throw the secretary under the bus. That's what she's there for. Come on. Uh, yeah, this is all about protecting Joe. And that, and that's what it's all about, always about. I mean, a hunter can very easily be uh, pardoned, and if it's he's not pardoned by Joe, he'll be pardoned by whoever the next character is. Probably Trump. Trump. Probably Trump. Wouldn't that be poetic for all the MAGA people? 
if Trump comes in and says we need to move the country forward and pardons Hunter Biden. Ah, I could totally see that happening. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so, I, you know, I'm, I mentioned it. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because, frankly, I don't even think it's worth a lot of time. You know, and uh, so, but it's interesting. It's it's very interesting to hear CNN, after all this time, talking about Joe Biden and his lies. Can you believe this? Yeah, about 10 years too late. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, so are the knives out for Biden? Well, at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I doubt it, but it could be that they want to remove him and put somebody else in there, like maybe Michelle Obama, uh, that would be more palatable for the the base because Joe's trailing in the polls and they have to make it look a little more even so there's not an all-out civil war. Although, frankly, I think they want the civil war. But anyway, CNN was up there talking about how Joe Biden perpetually lies. <laughs> he has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like this before. Yeah, this president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he had actually spoken to the rabbi uh, but never but never went um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others too uh, he said at one point republicans like to bring this up he said that he used to drive a tractor trailer he used to drive an 18 wheeler never happened the white house later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a as a job briefly school bus of course not an 18 wheeler so whatever his intentions whether it's you know foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with joe biden an unfortunate pattern. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's just a pathological liar. And at the time when he was young, when he started this pattern of lying, um, there was no way for people to know that he was lying. And and there was no way to compare stories and, and lives and everything. But um, because of the Internet, because you can trace a person's history and find out where they were when his lying um, is now easily exposed but he doesn't get it because he's an old guy you know yeah he's an old guy pre-internet pre-information i think he's uh honestly i think he's not all there and and I wonder how many. But he's these... he's always been this way though. When he was he's running gotten worse. For, that's why he had to drop out from running for president mm -hmm. because it was exposed that he was lying. He's a pathological liar. Yeah. 
Well, no, Vic, Vicky, come on. Cut him some slack. He's just living his truth. He's just living, living his, his best life. <laughs> this is just his truth. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, hey. What know. it would have been had things been different. <laughs> <sighs> so, anyway, uh, the verdict. You remember the Whitmer, speaking of lies, this is a good transition, a good segue. The whole Whitmer kidnapping plot was a lie from the very beginning because the FBI funded it, the FBI was running it, and the FBI, there were more FBI uh, informants involved in it than there were actual plotters. And uh, so there were, as I recall, uh, some that were uh, acquitted early on. And uh, then there were some that were convicted. As I recall, they were some were convicted, but we just have uh, the last batch of uh, people that were charged under that whole thing. Uh, they were just acquitted as well. And so I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, this is the story right here. A jury here. in Michigan acquits three men who were accused of supporting a plot to kidnap Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer in 2020. Brothers Michael and William Null and Eric Molitor were found not guilty of providing material support for a terrorist act and a weapons charge. Prosecutors allege the men targeted the governor's North Michigan vacation home and conducted surveillance of the property. Today's verdict comes after the jury heard two weeks of testimony. Three previous trials related to the plot resulted in five convictions and two acquittals, while four other defendants pleaded guilty. So, uh, oh, that's what it was. They pleaded guilty. So that was the mistake. They shouldn't have pleaded guilty. They shouldn't have taken a deal. Because they'll do whatever you, they can to get you to say that you're guilty. But this is what it sounded like inside the courtroom as the uh, jurors delivered their verdict. Uh, you can hear the deep sighs of relief and the man begin crying. I'm sorry, Madam Court person, I should confirm. Uh, we did get a note indicating that verdicts have been reached. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Are they unanimous verdicts? Yes, sir. Are they unanimous verdicts as to each count for each defendant? Yes, sir. Madam Clerk, if you would, please receive the verdicts. Members of the jury, have you reached your verdict? Yes. And as to William Null, count one, providing material support for an act of terrorism, what is your verdict? Not guilty. For William Null, count two, possession of a firearm at the time of the commission or attempted commission of a felony, what is your verdict? Not guilty. As to defendant Michael Null, count one, Providing material support for an act of terrorism, what is your verdict? Not guilty. For Michael Null, count two, possession of a firearm at time of commission or attempted commission of a felony, what is your verdict? Not guilty. As to Eric Molitor, count one, providing material support for an act of terrorism, what is your verdict? Not guilty. For Eric Molitor, count two, possession of a firearm at time of commission or attempted commission of a felony, what is your verdict? Not guilty. Thank you, Madam Forsman. Ladies and gentlemen, as I described for you, there will be, ladies and gentlemen in the gallery, as the court instructed everybody, there will be no outbursts. There will be plenty of time for this in a few moments. Well, they, they, they couldn't hold back their emotions. 
I mean, the incredible relief that they're experiencing. Can you imagine having this hanging over your head all those years? You no, know, facing I can't. in prison. I mean, terrorism charges. Are you kidding me? Right. And, and it was a government operation. Totally. They were totally set up. And this is the thing that, uh, you know, so I got a little more to this, but uh, I, 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 I feel so glad that there's that as much as they try to rig it, sometimes the jury can still see through the crap. And, and I'm glad that they did in this case. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I want to thank you for your service on behalf of the people of Antrim County. Uh, what I'll do at this time is ask you to go back to the jury room. I'm going to come back there and meet with you. There are some things that we need to discuss. Uh, but, Madam Court Person, I'll take the verdict. Thank you all very much. Your excuse to the jury. Thank you. Okay, let's go back on the record. Uh, the record, everyone can be seated. Thank you. The record can reflect that the jury is outside of the courtroom. Uh, they have returned their verdicts. Each of these three defendants have been found not guilty. Um, anything else that we need to discuss? First to you, Mr. Ralston. Mr. Nunzio. Mr. Cyber. Anything else we need to discuss? Absolutely not. Mr. Barnett. No. Uh, obviously, the bonds will be terminated. You gentlemen are free to leave. Thank you all. We're ready and there it is. Isn't that great? Yeah, and now they should uh, prosecute the uh, FBI, members of the FBI that were involved in that operation. Well, at the very least, they should turn around and sue civilly those that are responsible for trying to frame them. You know, that's the way You know I what? It. I'm really not... Uh, I, I am becoming less and less enamored with the idea of civil lawsuits as mitigation for criminal activity. I agree, but you it, know, sometimes it, it you don't have any cr- other... It was criminal activity on the part of the FBI that set this all up, and they should be prosecuted. Yeah. I don't see that happening with the current Justice Department that we have, and I frankly, I don't see it happening with any future Justice Department, uh, because uh, if Biden isn't, Biden or his replacement isn't in there, uh, it's going to be Trump. And we've already seen how good he is at choosing people to put into key positions for the, uh, for the bureaucracy. You know, I think I think that every new president that comes in, they get advice from the uniparty as to who to put in what position. And so, yeah, Trump had a lot of really bad people in his administration on the advice of, I believe, uh, Priebus. Well, you know, regardless the, of whatever the, the case, the National Republican Committee member or organization. Well, regardless, uh, you know, it it didn't work out for the people. It never seems to work out for the people. So we go from one tyrannical governor to another. Uh, We told you last week about the New Mexico governor, uh, Michelle Lujan Grissom, uh, issuing an emergency health order, which banned open and concealed carry across Albuquerque. Um, The police. Yeah, how do you like that for a stretch of a concept? Yeah. 
a, a he- guns as a health emergency. And they've been talking that, about and, that. And what that shows people is that they intend to use the public health system to manage every aspect of your life. And if you've never been politically active at all, I would suggest that you stand up right now and start fighting back against the idea of public health emergencies. Because so, that's the way they will take control of you. Yeah, so they, they have uh, the police chief there in Albuquerque uh, said that uh, he wasn't going to enforce it. The county sheriff, the... Uh, Bernalillo, is that how you pronounce that, county sheriff? John Allen is his name. He said he wouldn't enforce it either. Uh, this is the uh, this is the sheriff, John Allen. I think this is audio that you sent me. Uh, as we all know, uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham issued an emergency temporary, temporarily suspending open and concealed carry laws uh, for the next 30 days in Bernalillo County. Let me be clear. I hold my standards high, and I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. The governor made it clear in her press conference She knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order, and as a result, this was solely her decision. Other than this ban being unconstitutional, here are other reasons why I will not enforce the order. One, what many forget, is I have enough violence here in Bernalillo County. I do not want to have political violence towards my deputies or here in Bernalillo County. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Bernalillo County are safe, and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. I'm a law enforcement professional. This order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens from our constitutional right to self-defense. Let me give you a personal story. Last week, as I'm sitting here as the sitting sheriff, I get a phone call that my brother also was a victim of gun violence last week that many of you do not know. While he and my nephew were sitting in their car, they were shot at and their vehicle was impacted by numerous rounds. How can I, as a sheriff, tell him to put his firearms away and not be able to protect himself? I have a fact for you. Criminals do not follow the law or a public health order. Never seen it, we will never see criminals follow the law. Once again, this only punishes law-abiding citizens. This is what you, how you want your county sheriff to sound. These yep. are the sounds that you want them to make. That 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 is a good sheriff, and God bless him for doing what he's what he's doing there. So I don't know if you have anything more to add on that, Vicky. Uh, no, except that um, I really admire that sheriff there are so many sheriffs that would just say just doing my job just doing what yeah you know, just following orders what the governor ordered mm-hmm. yeah and, so on, on wednesday even a, Bi- a biden appointed federal judge struck down her order 
So she held a press conference to announce that she's making modifications to the order. And this is apart from her press conference. Since the week I declared an emergency, we've seen 296 shots fired in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County. Last night, we saw violent crime move through the city that resulted in a gun injury, two car hijackings, and a kidnapping with suspects not yet in custody. Just to frame, we have a very serious situation in our communities that require serious, immediate results. The new public health order changes basically these things. One, we have removed the requirement that open and concealed carry cannot occur until the public health order is either removed or extended uh, anywhere in the city. And I'll tell you, and I think you already know, and I'm sure you're going to ask me a question about that. In the TRO that was issued, there's more clarity about the question about the general open carry and concealed carry issue as it relates to a legal decision in New York, the Bruin case. We believe that a suspension is very different from a ban. Court is leaning to determine otherwise, so we can be wrong on the law on that case. I want to point out that the conversation in that court was pretty clear that we are not wrong about this emergency or about the issues related to violence, gun violence, and public safety generally. We have amended the public places component of the gun violence aspect of the public health order. That is amended to be focused now, no open or concealed carry in public parks or playgrounds uh, where we know we've got high risk of kids and families. And for those of you who came to the uh, press conference when we declared the emergency, you heard uh, the senior advisor's personal description of what took place in terms of gun violence at a park where kids' uh, sports and activities were occurring. Because it was law-abiding gun owners that, uh, you know, are injuring the kids, right? It's a law-abiding. You know what? I, I cannot relate to anybody who thinks like she does. No. As far as I'm concerned, she has a defective brain. <laughs> well, you just about have to have a defective brain to think that passing gun laws are going to make criminals law-abiding because they're criminals. That's why we call them criminals. I just don't understand the logic. If, in fact, well, there's not any logic to it. There is, yeah, there is no logic. How can anybody believe she that? She has a defective brain. That's all you can say about her. Well, every that single person that believes in gun control does. Not does. Work. Yeah, everybody that believes in gun control, uh, they're not thinking it through. They're, they're they're operating on emotions rather than logic. There's no logic to it. Yes. You may not like guns, okay? You may not like them, but to think that passing gun laws, banning them, are going to stop people from killing people with guns, uh, you have to be an imbecile if you think that. Yeah, I don't know. We got a couple of calls on the line. Let me go ahead and, uh, and, and take some of these calls. 
And folks, you're welcome to join in if you want. 610-600-1776. That's 610-600-1776. Or you can call toll-free 844-6-GOVERN. That's 844-646-8376. Let's go to Albany, New York first and take the call there. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Great. Thanks, Darren, for taking my call. By the way, I really appreciate you guys. Sometimes you guys have a difference of opinion, and you express it. Most of the shows you listen to, if they got a couple of guys on there, a couple of people, whatever, it's always, you know, they all agree that this is that and this is that. And maybe they're right, but I, I do appreciate the way you guys handle it. No, we, we, uh, we don't rehearse. I mean, in fact, a lot of times we don't even talk. We talk mostly on the air, to be honest about it, and we go back and forth sometimes during the week. On email, but yeah, this this is completely a completely honest conversation, and so yeah, naturally we we don't always agree on everything. I mean, I think the principles are are there, but uh, there's with any discourse, you're going to have natural times where you disagree. It's just it's, yeah, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with that. I think it was Vicky talking about the FBI. You know, and how we got to start prosecuting some of these people. You know, the FBI, when I was a kid many moons ago, it was supposed to be a great organization. They had three radio programs. This is your FBI, the FBI in action, and the FBI, I think. You know what I mean? It was great, supposedly. But, you know, in the last few decades, you know, they're out there, they're working against the people, they're entrapping people. You know, it's disgusting what they're doing. And these people engineering it from the top. You know, these agents that go along with it, I think they should be prosecuted, and let's work our way up the line. Who came up with this plan? You know, the one regarding uh, the, the Michigan governor, Whitmer. You know, who engineered that from the top? Let, let's find that out. You know, the Republicans are doing nothing. They go in, they make a lot of talk, and do this and do that and do that, and it, it's just like, uh, you know, nothing happens. It, it's the one party, as one of you guys said earlier. You know, yeah. it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that. And uh, the only way anything is going to change is if we do start prosecuting these people um, in government and in the private sector that commit crimes. I mean, the fact that I even have to say that is a, a mind blower. You know, it's like the the United. We're having to. to redefine civilized society you know in a civilized society you prosecute crime but i i just don't even know what to say beyond that it's like um with government in partnership with corporations and the objective being to make money for whoever it is whether it's their pension fund you know, you've got a conflict of interest there where uh, the uh, police officer's pension fund is uh, involved. I mean, you know, we really have to look at all of this and look at the conflicts of interest and and look at the way things were redefined because they've uh, defined our society to encourage corruption. Yeah. It, it- if they, if the Democrats retain power, and if, if they steal the next election, 
I think it's over. You know, they determine who they're going to prosecute, and we see who they're going after. You know, those people down there in, you know, the January 6th people, you know, I mean, some of those people were waved in. We know that. We see that. And the sentences they're giving them compared to what other people have done, I mean, it's really ludicrous. You know, I, I, I would love to see the Republicans go in there and say, okay, we're going to start cleaning this place out. You know, I hear somebody say, get rid of the FBI. I don't think you can really get rid of the FBI, but let's clean it out. Let, let's put some people in there that are working for the benefit of the people. You know, I mean, they, they've been trying to entrap Muslims and all kinds of people over the last few decades. I mean, it, it's terrible what they're doing. And one of you guys mentioned earlier, too, about Trump surrounding himself with, you know, poor uh, advisors. You know, I really believe, I may have t- said this on your show before, but I believe he was compromised. I, I love Trump. I invest a lot of money in my book buying signs. And I live in Albany, which is, you know, a Democratic stronghold. But, you know, uh, I, I said to myself, you know, Trump came up here. He filled up the Pepsi arena with 15,000 people, had a couple thousand people outside. Hillary came up here. They stuck her over in Cohoes. They had a <laughs> there with 500 seats. Uh, they had to let the school out, the high school out, to fill up the gymnasium for <laughs> so I said, hey, Trump is going to do good. But I think he got compromised. I really do. If you ever saw that meeting he had with Barack Obama two days after he won the 2016 election, you know, they, they were in there for an hour and a half. These things didn't last 10, 15 minutes max. And when he came out, you know, they had a body language reader. And, and, and you, if you go in there and you check it out, okay, it's on the... Uh, the, that British uh, outlet, Daily DailyMail dot com, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and if you went and you, it's DailyMail dot co dot uk. Is that what it? Yes, sir. That's it. Yeah. Oh, if you go in there and, and you look at the pictures of his face, you know they see you see him meeting with Mitch McConnell after that meeting, and with Paul Ryan. Well, what a couple of creeps, huh? You know what I mean? But you know yeah. he's meeting with them, and he's forcing smiles. You know what I mean? And I think he got compromised after that. I don't know whether they told him they would take his family down. You know, I mean Barack Obama is the tool of the CIA. I mean they created him. Yeah. And truthfully, I think the, the CIA kind of runs the show in this country. Well, there's one thing for sure. He's not going to put on a, a, a cape and fly in and save America. That's for dang sure. And I'm sorry to say to all the people out there that are putting all their trust and faith in Donald Trump, you're 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 wasting your time. You're wasting your time. He he's been a disappointment before. He's going to be a disappointment again. The, there, there's nobody else that's going. You can't delegate the uh, animated contest of liberty to somebody else. It belongs to us. We're the only hope that we have. And I'm glad to see precinct delegates rising up and actually trying to do something on a local level. And uh, because that's really the only choice, the only ability that you have. Well, I, I think, like, truthfully, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think if Bobby Kennedy goes third party, I think we might be able to get some of that energy that was behind Trump. And people who are disappointed in Trump. You know, Trump broke a lot of campaign promises. I won't go into any detail. But I think that Bobby Kennedy could be an engine to get the people, you know, together and say, you know, because we got to go move on a national level. I hear a lot of people saying, and I understand what you're saying, let's do it on a local level. But when you're all uncoordinated, it's tough to move against the big guys up there because they got all their ducks in order. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Kennedy's not perfect. Uh, I like him better than Biden. But, uh, you know, the, the problem is I don't see him ever getting enough votes because the media is is going to villainize him every step of the way. Uh, they do everything they can. And, and frankly, if they don't get their way that way, I, I could totally see them uh, turning around and you know, doing to him what they did to the, his relatives. 
to get my drift. Right? To Ed and his uncle. I mean, and mm-hmm. I, his cousin, too, uh, uh, yep. uh, JFK Jr. Yep. You know, that plane went down there. I believe that was taken down. I don't think that was just an accident. You know, there's a lot of controversy around that. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I think we've got to go somewhere. And, you know, on a national level, we, I, the two parties, like you said earlier, it's basically one party. You know, they don't, they're going to do anything. You know, yeah. it's going to happen to Hunter Biden. Nothing would happen to any of uh, Trump's kids if they did something wrong. I mean, it's egregious what the Democrats are going. Yeah, 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 well, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. Isn't that what they said about Trump the whole time, and now they're doing it with the Democrats. Uh, the walls are closing in on the Bidens. Yeah, it's just all a theater. It's all it's all a show. But hey, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Yes, and I appreciate you taking my call. Right, thank you. Yeah, blessings to you. God bless. All right, uh, let's move on here. And by the way, 610-600-1776, 610-600-1776, or toll free 844-646-8376. That's 844-6-GOVERN-GOVERN. 8446 govern. I can spit it out there. All right, let's go to New Mexico now. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning uh, from New Mexico and Hi. the belly of the beast. And I, I was I was not watching, I, as I don't watch a lot of uh, mainstream media, I'm wondering how much coverage uh, the Mala- uh, Michelle Lujan Griffin thing, uh, Griff- uh, Grisham, Grisham, is getting. Uh, I don't think it's getting anything at all. Uh, I, I think the conservative media has talked some about it, but I, as far as yeah, important, and, and it, it, that follows logic because they're going to suppress. You know, there's such suppression and there's such you know engineering that is de facto generational now going on within the media, within the owners, and within the corporations. And as we talked about before, all of the, all of the systems of government. Uh, Mm-hmm. The systemization. I think Trump's going to go to jail. I think they're actually going to. They want to make. They're they're actually going to put the guy, and he's going to spend hard time. And uh, it's a lesson. You know, there there was a time when I would ridicule a statement like that. There was a time when I'm like, ah, there's no way they they never go to jail. The uh, the people that high up never go to jail. I could actually see them doing this to Trump. I could, and I'm not a Trump fan. You know, you know, you know me well enough if you've been listening to know that that's not the case. But at this point in time, uh, things are so so insane right now, and I think they're 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 trying to incite a civil war. I could completely see them actually locking him up. So I I, I won't say that anymore. That it's not going to happen. Now I will say it about Hunter Biden. Because he's he's so establishment, there's no way he's going to prison. But but Trump, I could completely see them, and, and Trump might willingly go to the slaughter. Uh, I, I'm talking metaphorically here. He might willingly. I, I'm go ahead. Yeah, I, I I'm thinking that both Donald Trump and I'm not like you. I don't know you personally, Jaron, but you know. I, I told a neighbor when Trump was starting to run, I said, you know, he's got a lot of positive qualities. He refers to George Patton and discipline and, and patriotism, and he's going to appeal to a lot of people, but they're not going to let him succeed. That's what I said, and I was, was not trying to be a prophet. It's just that I've been in this conservative media, you know, uh, area, you know, mm-hmm. own entertainment and as a single guy for so long. That I just didn't see how they were. It was going to just the, the trend of the way the country was going. Now, going back to Michelle Grisham, 
and mm-hmm. the and the and the Second Amendment. Right. What I see when I see her talking is just a complete misunderstanding or non-understanding, no cognition of what the Constitution of the United States ever meant. And I see that generally, that's, that's generally true, not only in female politicians, but generally around the country, okay? Mm-hmm. They do not relate because they are not grounded in the second sacred document of this country, okay? The first being the, uh, what the, uh, the, uh, Ten Commandments and, 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 you know, the, the social attitude we used to have 40 years ago about people, all people, general people, um, and the social attitudes. I, I would just say that I think that that's missing and they've taken it away generationally. Uh, I've been doing studies on, on some religious concepts about generations and, and generations, if you lose one generation or two generations, if a positive thing is happening within generations over a period of time, then you, you prosper. If negative things are happening, it doesn't take long to slide down the slope. Now, I think what they, they or them, you call them whoever you want to, want the powers that be, what have you, uh, they want to solidify this, their power. Yes. Their power is kind of a, a negative. It, their power structure, the power is hideous, and it, it can be used good or bad, but it's negative. In this case, it's negative, and it's taken everything down to, to, to the bones. And uh, I, I, I truly think that they, uh, if they have the opportunity, they're going to need to make some very public, like a public lynching almost, because the alternative media on the Internet is strong, so they are not covering Things like this, this New Mexico uprising, where the the sheriffs and the local police department and and the county people are saying, "No, your lady, you're full of your." Yeah, well, you're full of crap. We're not going to do it. Uh, you know, the attorney general Torres, he's come out and said that he's not going to defend it in court. He put out a he put out a statement on that. He will not defend the governor. Several already have filed lawsuits and related to the to the ban. Even the ACLU came out against it. Now, they had completely wrong reasons for it. <laughs> they didn't like the fact that she's funding the police, you know, with social programs, I guess. But uh, even the ACLU is not on board. So that's what's funny about it. And you, by, by the way, you as a Michigander, okay, mm-hmm. it's pronounced Bernalillo County, Bernalillo. Okay. But it, it, the, the fact of the matter, they're paying no attention to the border in New Mexico. You don't. You hear things from Texas and Arizona. You hear nothing from California and New Mexico as far as public outrage, which is deep seated, and it's you know uh, this this new stuff that's going on and dropping uh, you know sending buses into you know. San Diego and dropping people off in the middle of nowhere. It's criminal. Okay. It's just, it's just freaking criminal. Yeah. And the deal, the deal is you were talking about California. Okay. Hey, hey, caller, you're going to have to wait a minute, uh, a few, few minutes. Oh. Uh, I've, I've, I've got the top of the hour break. Uh, yeah. Hang on. I'll hold you over. We'll be back, folks.
Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-239-6987-800-
President Biden says Detroit's big three automakers need to go further in concessions to auto workers. Here's Fox's Jared Halpern. Thousands of members of the United Auto Workers are on strike after a deadline with three major automakers on a new contract expired. No one wants a strike, but I respect workers' right to use their options under the collective bargaining system. And I understand the workers' frustration. President Biden says auto companies are recording record profits, and that should net record contracts for the union workforce. The president dispatched acting Labor Secretary Julie Sue and senior advisor Gene Sperling to Detroit to help support a contract agreement. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. President Biden claimed yesterday in a speech that his Bidenomics plan is working. He also went after MAGA Republicans in the speech as well. Joel Griffith, Heritage Foundation's research fellow, talked about the recent report of the Consumer Price Index for August. August inflation numbers were more bad news. We saw the overall inflation rate of 0.6%. Annualized, that's about 7.2%. And these numbers add up, these fractions of 1%. If you go back now over the last 26 months of the Biden presidency, because inflation has been so high, 21 of those 26 months, families have experienced a real pay cut because wages failed to keep up with price hikes. Some believe the Biden administration is making the statistics look better than they really are. He went on to talk about job reports. We have been losing full-time jobs. Each and every month, the president does this victory lap about the number of jobs created. But over the last five months, we have actually lost well over 100,000 full-time jobs, which begs the question. Why is it? How is it that we see the total number of jobs increase? Well, that's because the number of part-time jobs is increasing. Finally, he said the typical family's income is down and that most American families cannot afford to buy a middle-class home. A political analyst is calling Republicans to task for not being more unified in the impeachment inquiry of President Biden. Here's AFN's Chad Groening. As we reported on AFN, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has directed a House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The California Republican called this the logical next step that will give House committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Jamison Taylor is Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs at AFA Action, the political arm of the American Family Association. He says there is certainly enough evidence to open an inquiry. The evidence to impeach President Biden, in fact, is a lot more compelling than the evidence against President Trump. Yet we see the corporate media and the Democrats are in lockstep in support of President Trump's indictment. By contrast, what we're seeing are Senate Republicans, moderates like Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, Mitt Romney of Utah, falling over themselves to suggest that there isn't sufficient evidence to move forward with a Biden impeachment. Why can't they just wait and see and support the House Republicans? And Taylor does not see the corporate media and the Democrats breaking ranks. They're going to defend Joe Biden no matter what. By contrast, we're seeing Senate Republicans get sold out by other moderate Republicans, and we end up being divided. The Democrats, on the other hand, if they decide to replace Joe Biden, they're going to do it on their own terms. They are not going to do it because of a House impeachment inquiry. Taylor says it will be interesting to see how they will replace Biden if it happens. I'm Chad Groening. The National Hurricane Center says the outer rain bands of Lee are approaching southeastern New England. The center of Lee will continue to move farther away from Bermuda today and approach the coast of New England and Atlantic Canada. Through Saturday, Lee is expected to turn to the north-northeast and then northeast and move across Atlantic Canada Saturday night and Sunday. 
Here's National Hurricane Center Director Mike Brennan. An increasing risk for wind, coastal flooding, and rain impacts from Lee along the coast of New England and Atlantic Canada beginning late Friday and continuing through the weekend. So if you live in those areas, especially in a coastal area, please pay attention to updates from uh, uh, through the day and into tomorrow. as. Another system in the Atlantic is expected to become Tropical Storm Nigel late today and could become a hurricane late this weekend. The forecast track has it getting closer to Bermuda by the middle of next week. I'm Robert Thornton. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. New world order. New world order. This is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this world around us. A new world order. A world where the United Nations is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders. Nevertheless, the United States is in a key position to shape this so that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order. The first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy. Greatest restructuring of the global economy. Greatest restructuring of the global economy. A new world order was created. Documenting the crisis of our republic. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and a secret proceedings. Waging war on the new world order. The councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. This is Govern America with Darren Weeks and Vicki Davis. From FEMA Regions 5 and 10, this is the third and final hour of Govern America. Vicki Davis is here. I'm Darren Weeks. It continues to be the 16th of September, 2023. As we get right back into the show here, uh, I have something coming up that's just going to be mind-blowing. Uh, we were talking, though, earlier, just finishing this up, about uh, the situation now down in New Mexico with the official there that is uh, 
doing doing the best she can to try to stop uh, the people there. You know, the governor is trying to take away people's rights to keep and bear arms, uh, open carry, really. She's trying to chip away at the open and concealed carry uh, under the guise of uh, curbing gun violence, which is just absolutely asinine and insane. But that's what she's she's doing. And uh, so we got to push back against it. And we have people there that are pushing back against it. Uh, there's been protests, people that have come out in public and uh, openly defied the order, which is, I think, great. And there have been no arrests because the county sheriff says no, uh, it's not constitutional. And the police chief said no, it's not constitutional. They're not going to enforce it. The attorney general says he's. You know, they're not going to enforce it either. So uh, it, it becomes a situation where the what happens when the dictator uh, doesn't have anybody to carry out their orders, and uh, and even Biden's own uh, judge, appointed judge. Uh, struck it down as unconstitutional. So we got a caller on the line right now from New Mexico. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. I had to take care of all that business at the top of the hour, but uh, you were going to make another point, and I wanted to give you a chance to do that. Uh, thank you, Darren. Thank you. Yeah, it's la-la land out here, and it's, it's, it's not la-la. It's la-la in a sense that it's lawless on the border, Obviously, you know, yeah, that's a big deal too. But, but this thing ground, ground zero here with this open carry thing, this second Second Amendment thing, is it, it, essential to understand that what these governors and I, I, I don't want to be gender specific, but there's so many governors that are uh, of the uh, the the, the uh, softer gender that essentially what 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 we have is risk managers. We've got social risk managers, and that comes out of the education and indoctrination, and I'm I'm talking as an old fogey, and I hate to speak as an old fogey because I don't I don't think of myself on a daily basis of my on my movement, my action as an old fogey. Uh, but I'm smart, much smarter than I was when I was when I was younger. And you know, the indoctrination that came out of the cultural Marxist movement. You know, people if they spent any time in the '60s or '70s. And then move back into into the academia or, or into the colleges in the eighties, and, and saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, a strong multicultural Marxist kind of thing going on in the sixties, and then it's kind of a deadpan. Everybody's brain dead in the eighties. So these these leaders are now the recipients of this cultural Marxist agenda. Yeah, and I I, I personally believe that the the, the Corporations, the corporate structures, the corporatocracy, the the the, uh, the large technocracy, the, all of these you know isms uh, become very sophisticated. And I, I just want to I, I wanted to point to California and and point out what what the underlying mafiosa type you know gang mentality is in the elites. Okay, that that I'm seeing you know and it exists you know it's everywhere, especially in DC. There's four families. The government of the state of California, this is from henrymacow.com, and it was dated uh, July 23, uh, 2021. The government of the state of California has been controlled by four connected families since 1958, except the eight years of the Ronald Reagan uh, governorship. The current governor, Gavin Newsom, is the son of Ron Pelosi, the brother of Nancy Pelosi's husband. His parents were divorced, and he adopted his mother's maiden name, as his family name. The four <laughs> families of Pat Brown, William Newsom II, 
John Pelosi and J. Paul Getty have dominated cow politics for over 60 years. Camilla Harris, Maxine Waters, Adam Schiff, Diane Feinstein are all sponsored and closely connected with these families. At the present time, the state of California is operating with a $2 trillion deficit debt. Yep. It's the highest tax rate in the country. And uh, so there's a lot of factors there and a lot of moving parts. But uh, thank you guys for what you do, and I look forward to the rest of your show. Hey, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. God bless you. Yeah, yeah uh, I'll say it for you. She's a, a dumb woman who is in New Mexico. She's an embarrassment to women everywhere, but there's a lot of women like her, you know, who doesn't understand. She thinks she's the head of a kindergarten. She's the teacher in a kindergarten, and she can just say things like, you can't have guns. Yeah, you know, without without any log, without any logic, without understanding anything, the culture of our country, she understands absolutely nothing, and she's an embarrassment to women everywhere. But if she gets her way, whatever implementation that she puts into place will be the standard for other states. Yeah, she's not going to get her way. No, I agree. But but that's why it's you, nobody can give up the fight. Everybody's got to keep pushing back against this agenda. It may seem like we're not getting anywhere, but I think this show proves that there is there 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 is a definite trajectory that can be made. There are real there's real progress that can be made at at stopping or thwarting some of these uh, these policies. Uh, and we have to, we have to try, even if there was no, no possibility you would succeed. We still have to try because there's too much at stake. I mean, the, and, and, and this is a good example of what's at stake, folks. We, we've heard repeatedly throughout history and throughout our history in the United States about the perpetual knock at the door. You know, that seemed, that's kind of a, uh, a continual ominous, you know, thought that that reverberates throughout the entire Patriot movement is that cold knock at the door in the middle of the night. Well, people have been getting knocks at the door, maybe not in the middle of the night all the time, but sometimes right in the daytime. Uh, there is a video circulating on the Internet I came across. The FBI has taken to knocking on doors. And they're attempting to get intelligence from people by intimidation. Uh, here's a guy who uh, had two FBI and a sheriff deputy arrive on his doorstep. And there's the problem right there. The sheriff deputy was right on board with this, escorting these characters around. But they came to the door and they were seeking information. And uh, I want to play this for you. Because I think this is really instructive as to how the tactics are are working. This interview went on way too long. The guy should have shut the door right in their face and said, get the hell out of my off my property. And he probably didn't because he was intimidated. But listen to what they're doing, Vicky. Hey, and who were you with? FBI. 
Okay. You can't film it. You can see it, but you can't film it. Okay, now they're flashing their badges right now. Yeah. Okay. Bob, you can... Your name? My name is Russell Gooch. And you are with? FBI. And you are? Investigator Kevin Thomas with the Jackson County Sheriff's Office. Okay. Uh, state your presence. State my presence yeah. or why we're here to talk to you? I'm here to talk to you, see if you can give us a little help. Be honest. On what? I, I can discuss it. But we need to sit down and talk first. About what? About what? Yeah. Well, the FBI has a lot of programs going on where we try to identify some situations or people or groups that may be of interest in you're not in trouble, you haven't done anything wrong, but you may know somebody that put the hair on the back of your neck up that you'd be willing to talk to us about, and that's why we're here to talk to you. I'm sorry, I can't talk about something like that. Okay. You just say you're not willing to talk to us? Uh, no, not unless uh, I'm under arrest. No, you, have not, you haven't done anything. Warrant. Okay. You haven't done anything. Okay. So, I hope you understand my concern. I, absolutely. You haven't done anything. Okay. Yeah. But you understand why we're here. No, I don't. I just explained See, it to you. I, I understand what you said, but I don't under, I don't understand why you're here. You don't understand why I'm here? No. Okay. Jim, have you done anything that may get you some publicity in the past? Uh, I'm not going to answer any okay, questions. Okay, but it was the reason it's, you hadn't done anything wrong. But you're known. And you're known to have association with sometimes some people in your groups. There's always one that does something. And then everybody looks at the group and says, hey, we should have been talking to some people that knew this guy beforehand so you, that we could have prevented something. You know, I see that in a lot of groups uh, right? like Antifa. And I don't see nobody from the FBI going after them people. Have you seen the FBI not talk to anybody? No. You don't know what they're doing. I know they're beating people up and nobody's doing anything about it. Well, that's something that they need to address. Like that guy at Berkeley who just got attacked because he's a conservative. And he's on video and he's still not arrested. Listen, we're not going to discuss politics, okay? That's not why I'm here. I'm here to see if you can assist us. And trying to identify anybody that you may well, know. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't That would be of concern you. to you and of concern to anybody else. Well, I'm sorry. I can't assist you. Okay. All right. Okay. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. Now, if you have a warrant or, or something. We don't you know, have a, if you, Jim, Jim, I'm here friendly talking. Okay. If I had a warrant, do you think there'd be three people here? No. Uh, no, because you come in gangs. Just like you are now. No, just saying again. Okay, three is a gang over, a over gang. one of me. Not one of you. You got okay. two of you right now. Because he's local, and we thought that make you feel more comfortable. Uh, nothing feels. Nothing makes me feel comfortable when uh, any police are at my door asking me. Well, if you change your mind, you can call uh, Atlanta FBI. Call the Atlanta FBI. Ask for us, and um, we're trying to get your help. We'll talk to you. Okay. How much you paying? Well, that depends. What kind of help you can provide? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, now you're interested. Wait a minute. It's got to be worth my while. That depends. Entirely on what you provide. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll think about it. Okay. All right. So it's the Atlanta FBI office. Okay. Okay. So just look them up. By the way, did, did you guys ever take care of 
the complaint I sent in. What did you send in? Uh, I sent in about uh, someone trying to uh, steal my credit card information online. That wouldn't be an FBI yeah, issue. Yeah, sure it would. No. All right. Secret Service, if it's a major network, the Secret Service deals with that. Mm, okay. Did you call them? Uh, no. Did you call the locals? Yes. They told me that it's an FBI issue. No. So, it's uh, not. You know, see, you get no help. Yeah. You know. no. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll let you know if I, I'm interested in helping you. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. All right. You guys, Thank you. You guys have a nice time. day. What do you think of that, Vicky? I think that is demonstrative of so many problems. And it ending up with the fact of uh, how much you're going to pay me. Yeah, and I wonder if the you guy know, was just... all principles went right <laughs> out the window I wonder, the minute he said that. I wonder if he just said that to bait them to see what they would say. This guy sounded like he, he sounded like he knew more than he was letting on. But uh, yeah, I, well, I'm sure he knows a lot, which is why the FBI was knocking at his door. But um, well, I don't even think they need a reason. They, they basically they were knocking at his door. It sounded to me, to me like because of his associations. Well, yes, exactly. He was associated with certain people, and they were trying to get information about the people that he was associating with. Whomever they might be, and I'm assuming it was probably, since he was uh, ranting about the Antifa groups, that he was probably associating with conservatives of some kind. Some kind of conservative group or groups. But the point is, is that they're knocking on his door trying to get preemptive information. Is this what the... And and, and they're not willing, not interested in investigating real crimes... He's pointing out that somebody tried to steal his identity. They're not interested in that. Not at all. That's not our domain. We don't do crime. No, we we just investigate the populace. We investigate the citizenry. That's what we're really focused on is pre-crime. Pre-crime. Dissenters. That's, that's, to me, that was very chilling. Well, it is, and. And, and even more chilling to me because he said, um, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> so I, I, I just, I really detest people who uh, sell out for money. If you want to talk to him, talk to him. If you don't want to talk to him, don't talk to him. But don't offer yourself up for sale like a cheap whore. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh- <laughs> So anyway, moving along here, uh, House Republicans held a hearing on terrorism. Speaking of terrorism and, uh, you know, here we got the FBI investigating the general population and they're letting all this racket into the country. Uh, You know, we harp on it every week, but here it continues and... uh, Here's a report from uh, One American News. The House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration Integrity, Security and Enforcement holds a hearing to address the national security threats at the southwest border. On Thursday, lawmakers were joined by law enforcement advisors and border security officials to examine the national security implications brought on by the Biden administration's open border policies. During opening remarks, California Congressman and Chairman Tom McClintock pointed out more than 5.7 million illegal immigrants from 160 countries have crossed the border and Biden released 2.6 million into the U.S. 
He also cited a recent watchdog report that found at least 177,000 migrants that entered the U.S. from March 2021 through August 2022 gave an invalid or illegitimate address to Border Patrol agents. The lack of valid addresses means that ICE, quote, cannot locate migrants to enforce immigration laws, including to arrest or remove individuals who are considered potential threats to national security. However, Democrat representative and ranking member Jayapal was not interested in the hearing and accused Republicans of using these hearings to instill fear in Americans and for political gain in the next election. Jayapal maintained that the influx of migrants at the border was not a national security threat. In the last 48 years, going back to 1975, the number of Americans killed by a terrorist who crossed the southern border unlawfully is zero. That's right. Oh, not that a single. Is so un- not true. Yeah, I mean, I guess the crime is not. Uh, she, here, here again, you have a politician who has enough money for their own private security. She probably lives in a walled garden. You know, uh, she probably lives in a gated community, so there's no place that crime can get to her. She's protected. Well, she's, she's lying for political purpose. Absolutely. Is, is what she's doing. Uh, and, oh, I, I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I go, it just upsets me so much when people just flat out lie for political purpose. Crime is and going up And it puts people's everywhere. lives at dang- in danger. What te- I, I think what- they're just scum. They are the, the scum of the earth. What terrorizes people more than having gangs of thugs in your neighborhood? What terrorizes people more than not being able to go outside in public without fear of being raped, robbed, dismembered, murdered, have bullets flying in your face? Uh... You know, she is a they're not living in for terrorism. Yeah, she is. She really is. Uh, so a defender of it, of an apologist of it. Anyway, she continued and, and was quickly rebutted, by the way. Crossed the southern border unlawfully is zero. That's right. Not a single American has been injured or killed by a terrorist who crossed our southern border without authorization. So don't fall for Republican fear-mongering. Congressman Chip Roy grilled Vice President for Economic and Social Policy Studies, Alex Nauraste, who appeared to downplay the crisis at the border and suggest there aren't or haven't been any national terrorist threats. I'm sure that your position is great comfort to the man in Baltimore who was being held up for ransom for $23,000 so that his little girl wouldn't get raped in a stash house in Fort Worth. Have you talked to that little girl or to that father? Was he a terrorism suspect? Have you talked to that father, Mr. Narasta? No, I'm not aware of that terrorism case. What was his name? Have you talked to that father whose little girl was being raped in a stash house? No, I haven't. Is this a terrorism-related issue? A report in April by The Hill noted at least 193 people who crossed the southern border are suspected of being involved in terrorism. Tensions rose during the hearing when Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, who was born in Ukraine and immigrated to the U.S., pointed out every state has become a border state, including her state of Indiana. I came here as a legal immigrant. This is country by created by immigrants, but we need to have an orderly process. We cannot have anarchy with the country of law. Otherwise, we will become like third world country with cartels running the country and we cannot let it happen. So I hope you will help me to talk to your colleagues and I yield back. 
Republicans emphasized the immigration system is broken and outdated and called on Congress to fix it to prevent anyone who poses a threat to the U.S. from entering. Now the Biden administration is considering forcing migrants who cross into the United States illegally uh, to remain in Texas while they're waiting out to uh, asylum. They're, they're, the administration is is trying to make uh, plans, put plans in place that would force the illegals coming in here to stay in Texas because they don't like them shipping them to Democratic uh, strongholds. Do you, do you know how long I've been hearing that our immigration system is broken? <laughs> I Over know we've been talking 40, about it since we've maybe, been doing the show. Maybe it started in the 80s. So what is that? 20, yeah. Over 40 years. Yeah. And it was Ronald Reagan that gave them the asylum the first time. Yep. That's right. He rewarded it. So there you go, patriots and conservatives. Your hero, Anybody Ronald Reagan. Who thinks Reagan is a hero hasn't really studied the Reagan administration and what they did to this country. Ronald Reagan was a traitor, yeah. as far as I'm Total concerned. Total traitor. Exactly he right. He signed the Lo- the Lo- Paz Treaty, creating the international zone on the border. He initiated the commissions for the privatization of government. He initiated the industrial policy of the United States that favored the tech industry. Yeah. He brought John Young, who was hang, the hang, CEO hang we, of HP, we got to take into the government to lead that. Okay, yeah. uh, just just a minute, Vicky. We'll, we'll continue in a moment. Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to to use and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-229-5110. 800-229-5110. That's 800-229-5110. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-239-6987. 800-239-6987. That's 800-239-6987. Hi. I'm Mary, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is President of Hillsdale College, Dr. Larry Arne, on the separation of church and state. America's founders believed in the separation of church and state, in that the country was not to have an official religion or an official sect. 
But that did not mean that government was to be hostile to religion or even indifferent to religion, as many today argue. In fact, America's founding document, the Declaration of Independence, includes both a reference to God as the author of the laws of nature and a confident assertion that human beings are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Far from being hostile or indifferent to religion, America's founders understood the theology of the Declaration to be an essential part of the education of citizens. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To receive a free pocket Constitution and Declaration, go to constitutionminute.com. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-229-5110. That's 800-229-5110. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Where the spooks go to find out what's really going on. This is Govern America. All right, we're in the home stretch of the broadcast. One more half hour to go, and we sunset another one. Uh, Vicki, uh, you were just uh, making a point about Ronald Reagan, what a traitor he was, and I had to interrupt you. Go ahead, finish your thought. Please. Yeah, I, I am ashamed and embarrassed that I voted for him twice. Because I I listened to the rhetoric, but as I began researching and I kept running into the things that Reagan did during his presidency, he's the one that brought the libertarians to power and the um, objective of the libertarians while they're shouting liberty and freedom and all the rest of that BS it was liberty and freedom for corporations, not for you. Yeah, we've and, said over and over again on the show, we're not libertarians. Mm-hmm. Libertarianism is just another path to globalism. People exactly. need to understand that. And I, I don't know if you listened to the speech that Mike Pence gave at St. Anselmo College. No. He said he was a Democrat until Reagan came into office. And I know there were a lot of Democrats that switched over to the Republican Party. True. During that time frame. Yeah, and, and I, it's then, not surprising too that Trump, I think, sees himself as 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 kind of a in the model of Ronald Reagan. Because mm-hmm. he's well, another another case. He, I think he is very similar, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, and they they rely on the message of. 
freedom, liberty, all of that. But that's not really what they're talking about. Yeah, they gave freedom and liberty to corporations, unleashing corporations, deregulating them, and basically leading us to this point today where they are implement they where they've implemented a system of government that has made slaves out of people and it won't get any better until people understand what was done to the government and that kind of means that you've got to look at the administrative layers of government look at the programs that were implemented and how that um eliminated conflicts between corporations and the federal government it was freedom for corporations and and basically what we have done is to turn the government into facilitators of what is a it, it's a system of syndicates yeah. syndicates acting in their own interest Tearing the country apart. Yeah. Uh, the migrants, the illegal aliens, uh, are being used as weapons against the, the people. And uh, it continues. Uh, there's a report from Bill Malugin who says that the buses that are coming in are, are Biden's buses. They're shipping them around the country. It's not just Republicans shipping them around the country. Uh, and these buses are not from Texas, but they're turning they're turning the illegal aliens loose inside the United Take States. Take a look at this video out of San Diego yesterday afternoon. What you're looking at is three unmarked white Border Patrol buses. They pull up and they start releasing several hundred illegal immigrants to city streets and sidewalks in San Diego across from a transit terminal. Uh, people were on this bus from as far away as China and Pakistan. And keep in mind, these buses are not from Texas. They're not Greg Abbott buses. These are the Biden administration's buses. This is Border Patrol mass releasing people. You can see handfuls of them are standing around not knowing where they are, what to do, where to go next. And there was a remarkable exchange between one migrant and a Border Patrol agent as he asked the agent, hey, am I okay to travel to Chicago? And the agent says, yep, you're good to go. Take a listen. Yeah, he said, you can do whatever you want. You're, you're free. And these yeah. mass releases also taking place in Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector. We shot this video in Sierra Vista, Arizona, yesterday afternoon. A Guatemalan family dropped off by Border Patrol in a Dollar Tree parking lot, just a random store parking lot. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know what to do. And the local sheriff out there says these mass street releases aren't fair to the community. They're not fair to the migrants. Take a listen. People come from all over the country to smuggle here, endanger this community, the citizens, and we've worked united to, to combat that. Then to find out yesterday that uh, CBP is doing street releases, as they call them, safe. There's nothing safe about it. Meanwhile, here in the state of Texas, Texas is trying to stand its own ground without the help of the federal government. The video you're looking at here in El Paso, as Texas National Guard soldiers continue to use razor wire and physical manpower to try to block large masses of migrants trying to enter the United States illegally. That group of migrants waiting in the Rio Grande, expecting to be led into the country, but the state of Texas blocking them. That again happening in El Paso. And back out here live, CBP sources tell Fox News that border numbers 
numbers for the month of August are going to be around 230,000 migrant encounters. That would be the highest number or the highest month for 2023 and would come at a time when the White House is claiming progress and, quote, stopping the flow here at our southern border. That is simply not the reality on the ground here. Okay, so uh, that's Bill Malugin and uh, folks. They're flooding our country. They're using it as a weapon against the general population. And, and yeah. we're well, seeing that, it. That means what they're doing is that they are bringing to fruition the dream of the North American common market. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they've turned our country into like the uh, European Union. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the North American Union, and we don't have a country anymore. Up in we New- don't have borders anymore. Up in New York, uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or Cortez, uh, and Jerry Nadler, they were making an appearance in New York, attempting to hold a press conference talking about their quote-unquote solutions to the migrant situation. You know, and AOC was saying that we should be welcoming, we should be giving them all jobs, housing, and protected status. Well, the comments weren't very well received. <laughs> uh, the crowd began shouting them down. You're not welcome here. Go back to your own country. Close the freaking border. It was complete pandemonium. The American dream. We believe in it. And we will fight for it. With that? Yes. And ultimately, I think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there is, there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations so that folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. Now, does that sound like consensus to you? Uh, that sounds like consensus. You know, they're, they're it, it up there. It sounds like consensus of <laughs> occupiers of a country. These people they all got together and decided that the United States should be taken apart piece by piece. What's ironic about this whole situation is that these people could actually call themselves representatives because they're up there while the people that they're supposedly representing are shouting them down. And it's like they can't even hear them. They're pretending not to even listen. They are prevented from getting jobs. They are prevented from employment. And that is part of the strain on our public systems. The faster that folks can access the work that they're asking for legally, the better we can solve this problem. And the third is extension of temporary protected status for Venezuelans who are the largest population that are arriving here. So with that, we thank you all. And ready to wrap up? Well, the American dream will not be bullied into submission today. We will continue to fight for the American dream. We will not be bullied. We will not be pushed into a corner. We will fight for these common sense solutions. TPS for the Venezuelans. An extension. They already have TPS. Work permits for people that just want to work for their families. Additional funding, yes. For New York City needs more funding so we can get this done. God bless you, America. We love you. All right, so I guess the uh, people out there, the, the people, you know, we the people, are speaking, 
And these quote-unquote representatives say, oh, well, because you're speaking, because you're shouting, you're telling us what you actually want us to do as your representatives. You're bullying us. You're trying to be bullies. (laughs) Boy, you talk about turning things on its head. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, turning everything. There is no country of America anymore, and I have to say that at least in the early 2000s, there were men who stood up against the invasion of our country, and granted, you know, they only bought some time until uh, until this latest wave of invaders to our country, but at least they tried. Today, now, I don't, and no offense to you, Darren, I know you're a married man and you, you know, you have Mm -hmm. a job and things, but the men in this country are allowing our country to be invaded. We're losing our country. And uh, honestly, I blame the men. Yeah. Yeah. I blame the men. I blame the military. I blame the politicians. All of them. It's uh, there's there's plenty of blame to go around. I think, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's sad and it's disgusting, but uh, you know we do what we can, and uh, those of us who are paying attention, and that's that's all you can do is 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 do the best you can, but uh, in the meantime we have a mayor in Missouri. Uh, this is something Ron sent me. Uh, the mayor of Missouri is attempting to turn his city into a snitch city. And uh, this, you know, put this with the FBI knocking at your door uh, uh, scenario. Uh, <laughs> they're going around trying to uh, enforce the expired tabs on the license plates. So they're turning to the citizenry to help uh, to help police it. Missouri's new law to get expired temp tags off the road takes effect today. But for now, you will still see expired tags. Meanwhile, the mayor of St. Charles has come up with a way to enlist private citizens to get expired tags off the road. Investigator Elliot Davis asks questions about this deal. The issue of expired temp tags is a huge problem in the state of Missouri, it results when folks don't pay their sales taxes. The delinquent sales taxes on vehicles cost Missouri some $60 million a year. St. Charles Mayor Dan Borgmeyer is tackling the issue on his own, even though the state has passed a law to deal with it. His idea, have citizens take pictures of expired tags they see and send them to St. Charles to track down. And one of the primary complaints is temp tags. People are just infuriated. Why should I pay sales tax on my car when these people don't? So we really can't assign officers just to handle that. So police chief and I collaborated and we came up with a plan where we're asking people if you're behind a car with an expired temp tag, take your cell phone, take a picture of it, and we have an email address that they can send it to. And then we'll follow up on that. So then we can turn it into an administrative function instead of a police function. The new state law was passed to tackle that problem. The legislature just passed the law that the dealers are going to start collecting that. But that still doesn't solve the temp tag problem. Plus, we're losing statewide. We're probably losing millions. I know we're losing thousands and hundreds of thousands just in tax dollars. Even though the legislation takes effect now, it won't be fully implemented 
For another two years, the Department of Revenue has to install a new $120 million computer system designed for dealers to collect the tax. Dealers have been paying an extra administrative fee for that new computer system. Mayor Borkmeyer says his idea of using citizens will work just fine in the meantime. Is it legal for citizens to do that? Sure. Isn't that an invasion sure. of privacy or something? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it a tattletale. tattletale. <laughs> mm-hmm. But can you legally use a picture that a citizen sent sure. to be able to go after somebody? That's evidence. No different than if you saw a bank robbery and said, hey, I saw the guy that did this. So, yeah. And once we get the temp tag, then we find out who it's registered to, and then we can take action there. We'll probably cite them by mail, which makes it an administrative function. And if they don't respond to the citation, then it becomes a whole different issue. And eventually it becomes a warrant. Certainly a lot of questions about the mayor's idea. I came here to Main Street in St. Charles to find out what citizens think about this deal. I think that's overstepping uh, a lot of privacy, and I also think it would lead to a sort of uh, small version of a surveillance state. We think about the city wanting to have citizens take pictures of expired temp tags. Fine with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, they fine shouldn't with be out there because most of the time they probably don't have insurance either. Mm-hmm. So it's a good idea. I think some people would like to get in on that. Mm-hmm. I think I might mind my own business on that fact. Does that put the citizen in danger uh, and kind of inspire road rage or something? Somebody sees somebody taking a picture of their temp tag? Well, A, you're taking it from the back, so that makes the road rage a little more difficult. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I expect a very large turnout, too, and I think people are, people are motivated to do something like that. Another new law taking effect today is Missouri's hands-free law, requiring drivers not to hold their phones while the vehicle is moving. Mayor Borkmeyer says he's not advising drivers to take pictures of expired tags while driving, but only do so if you stopped. Yeah, that's why he said if you're behind somebody with an expired tag. Yeah, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, uh, all they have to do is have the dealers give the uh, temp tag number to the DMV. That's it. Well, that's what so they were what's, saying. So what's the big deal with that? Well, I just don't see why we need tags in the first place. Oh, you know? well, but, I do. But I that's, do. That, that, I, that's a whole different other can of worms. So I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to waste a lot of time. Well, there's a whole lot bunch of, of reasons. And, and number one is, what if somebody steals your car? Well, you there's know? other ways to identify it. But... Look, well, bottom not, line not is, really, not that the police have. I mean, I you know, whatever waste. kind of car you're driving, if it gets stolen, if they have no database of car registrations, the problem just is SOL look, on here, that $30,000 car. Okay, but look, the more you allow the government to register, the more that they own. And, and that's the problem with guns. It's the problem with our social security numbers. It's the problem with everything. They own it all, including you. And, 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 and that's the thing. This, this car registration thing is just another example of that. You know, uh, they want you to register your vehicle so that they can control you and control your vehicle. Okay, well, now, we, we can argue on the annual fee because, um, because I think the fees are excessive they're outrageous um but so don't. i agree with you on that but in terms of the system of registration itself that serves a valid and legitimate purpose well i disagree they've just turned but- it into a revenue generating thing rather than 
um, what the original intent was. I disagree, but that's okay. We can agree to disagree on that. Uh, I, I want to go to Fauci because this is another point for registration. They want to force shots on you. The healthcare system, everything is, it's, you know, you got to be in all these databases. You got to be in under their thumb. And this is another example where what they're trying to do with these stupid shots. And I've got story after story. I could spend a whole show on just talking about all the people that have died from this stupid thing. But now we got, you know, Fauci, you know, of course, you know, we got people, elites, talking about disinformation. This guy's the king of disinformation. After repeatedly lying and telling the world that these COVID shots were safe and effective, Fauci's now, just this week, just this week, he's admitting that the shots cause, he's admitting, Vicky, that the shots cause myocarditis. Again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis from COVID itself is greater than the risk of the vaccine. Bullcrap. Yeah. But he just admitted that the mRNA causes myocarditis. Oh, it's very, very low. In young men. And gee whiz, that occurred right before they opened the borders to our country, allowing our country to be invaded. So how many weakened men do we have in this country due to this vaccine? Yeah, exactly. Good point. Uh, One of our listeners sent us a uh, a clip from the X-Files. I thought this was really interesting. You talk about predictive programming. Listen to this. They, uh, I don't know when this uh, episode or this may, I guess it's 2016. It says 2016 right on it now that I look at this. So in 2016, the X-Files came out with the show, and they were talking about modification of DNA for control and to destroy your immune system. Boy, you talk about predictive programming. Listen to the, uh, this is about a four-minute clip. Listen to what, what they talk about in here. If I can get it to play. Let's see. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Just hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. You say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. No, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. 
Martin virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. It removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay. So how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly. But in this instance, used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet. To kill everyone but the chosen. By tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Oh, and government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent or cruel or efficient, by severe drought brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. What did you think of that? When, what year was that? 2016 is what, 2016. what's labeled on it. I never watched The X-Files because I don't watch TV very uh-huh. much. But yeah, that those well, were they, clips from the show. Yeah, they were just documenting what's actually happening. I I was thinking it was an earlier um, program. Well, still, but, some of the stuff didn't happen yet, like the mRNA and the shots and the reducing of the uh, you know the modification of people's DNA. Well, the well, no, they were already working on modification of the DNA. I. Um, when I first started researching the uh, healthcare system, I uh, uh, started with the genome project, and um, but I really started looking at the healthcare system around 2007, when I heard a National Governors Association meeting. But yeah, I mean they were lay- they just were laying that out there.
Yeah. But you know what was interesting? I was reminded of what I was listening to in that uh, hearing about Ken Paxton. And there was a lady DA who was testifying, and she was talking about all the things she didn't know about. She had no idea was going on. And it, it occurred to me, how many of our public officials are really in a bubble, not knowing, not understanding, you know, what we're trying to tell them, and they think that we're crazy, Yeah, and we think they are corrupt and uh, I think most of them are in the dark uh, yeah. on, on some level. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They may have their little area of expertise, just like lawyers. You know, they have their area of expertise. But overall, I think they're largely in the dark. You know, and it's, uh-huh. it's, it's a sad commentary, but that's where we are. we got to go. We're out of time. Uh, speaking of where we are, we are at the end of another broadcast, Figgy. Fastest three so hours. Fast. Yeah, fastest three hours in talk radio. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. Blessings to each and every one of you. Uh, keep your chin up. Everything's, you know, it's not over until it's overcome. I will quote Roger Mundy once again. Uh, blessings to everybody. Thank you, Vicky. As always, I appreciate everything you do. And uh, Thank join you, us, join Same us, to you. Join us back here next week. Same time, same outlet. And we'll do it all over again. God bless. Have a great week and weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.